Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Okay, so let's get started. Let's dive into the scripture. So what we're going to be reading out of tonight is Exodus chapter 17, um, verse 8 through 13. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 13. Let's turn there together. Now, if you're there, I'm going to begin to read. So it says this in verse 8. It says, While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. And as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites had the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle. So I want you all to put this in the chat. I want you all to, to spam the chat with the, the title of tonight's message, The Pace of Perseverance. The Pace of Perseverance. Let's pray tonight, church. Father, we thank you um, that we have gathered online, Father, under your name, Jesus, that we give this message on to you tonight, that your spirit is going to take over, that your spirit's going to do um, what he does best, which is transform lives from the inside out. So, Father, we thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders taking place tonight. Father, we thank you, God, that people are going to be able to be set free tonight from from pain, God, from addiction, God, from unforgiveness, that things are going to happen tonight by your Spirit, Father. So we give you total control, God, and we just thank you, Father, for giving us the opportunity to learn and love you more. We love you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And everybody typed, Amen. So about four or five years ago, um, I was on staff at a summer camp. And my responsibility was to be a lifeguard, was to be a lifeguard at this summer camp. And it was really fun because about 12 other lifeguards were with, were with me and we're all good friends and most of us are still good friends to today. And so it was a lot of fun because we were just hanging out with, you know, with, with our bros and, you know, we had fun, you know, being lifeguards at the summer camp. And we all liked basketball as well. And so what we would do is that a lot of times after curfew and after the campers, you know, went to their dorms, we, we went and you played a pickup game, or we would play 21, or we would just do something um, fun. Um, but the thing about the summer camp is that they had a huge water slide. This water slide is about four to five stories tall and about 30 to 40 feet to the right at the base of that water slide was the basketball courts. So I had a friend, his name is Joshua, um, and we're still good friends to this day. My fan, friend Joshua, what he would do every night, and he would do this, this, he would do it the same way every night, is that every night he would get about three to four basketballs, and he would make that long climb 
up to the top of the water slide and his goal was to try and to make a basketball shot while he's 50 feet in the air and when that goal is about 50 feet away. And so it's like, it's really like an impossible shot, like a one in a million shot, but he would do it every night. And this camp lasted for about four months. So every night, and we would, you know, pick on him for, the, for doing this or say, hey man, eventually he might make it. Every night he would climb up four stories up to that top of the waterfall and he would th you know, throw a basketball, try and make it again and again and again. Every night he tried that and every night he always missed. Every night this happened for four months. And so finally, we get to the final night of camp. We had just gotten out of service. Um, it's, it was kind of like emotional because we're realizing that this camp is about to end and we we're saying goodbye to friends um, and we were kind of just relishing in the moments. And just like every night before, my friend Josh, at the end of the night, around midnight, he climbed up to the top of the water tower. But this time, it felt different. Me and all of my friends, we actually watched him climb to the top and we we're like, you know what? We feel like he's going to make it this time. We're going to feel, we feel like this would just be the cherry on top to the end of, of this awesome night and the end of this awesome summer camp experience. So he climbs to the top and he has about three or four basketballs in his hand and he gets the first one. And, and I can remember like this was yesterday. He gets the first one and, and he shoots it. He throws it, tries to make it and it, it's an air ball. He gets nowhere close. And, you know, and we're down, we're shouting out, come on, dude, you can do it. This is your time. This is your moment, you know, because he's been trying to do this. He's probably shot that shot a thousand times before, before this. He gets to his second shot and he throws it up. And, and I, I thought it was going to go in, like, oh, this is it. And it, but it hit the rim so close and it bounced off. And he was down to his last final basketball. And I can remember he gets it and then all of a sudden, Time started going in slow motion, I'm not gonna lie. He gets it and he, and he throws it. And I, all I remember is when I, I was looking at that ball in the air, and I'm just like this, looking at it. In the air, making its way to the goal, I'm looking up to all my friends, they're all just like staring at it. We're just like, you know, it was like, it felt like, you know, it was like out of a movie. It was like slow motion and everybody's like this. And I feel like if it was a movie, you would see all these different pan and directions of the camera looking at different faces, just like in amazement. And we watch the ball go and then it goes swooshes in and it's a nothing but net shot and we go crazy and we're like oh my i can't believe it on the final shot on the final night he actually makes it like you can't make this stuff up and we're cheering he makes his way down and we like kind of tackle him you know uh, because we're just like all hyped that he finally made this shot that he probably tried to attempt more like around like I'm not lying like a thousand times before and that reminds me of of, of the title it reminds me of the story tonight when we're talking about perseverance because when with perseverance I'm telling church family anything is possible when you have perseverance when you have consistency in your persistency anything is possible and there's one thing that 2020 is doing to us is 2020 is testing our perseverance 2020 is making us feel like that we don't have enough 2020 feels like one thing after another is happening one gut punch after another is taking place and it feels like our perseverance our persistence is running low but what i'm encouraged by and what we're going to talk about tonight is that you can strengthen your perseverance 
that perseverance is actually something that can be practiced and just like a muscle and just like anything else you can learn if you spend time on it if you practice it it can grow and it can get stronger so that's what we're going to talk about tonight is what are some ways that we can make our perseverance stronger so we can get through things that life throws at us so first thing I want, we want to talk about what I noticed when I read that scripture is it says in verse 10 that Moses, before the battle took place, he climbs up to a hill to get a good vantage point. Now, when I think about that, I don't think that Moses went up there solely for the purpose to get a good perspective. I think he climbed that hill not only to get a good view, but to get a good vision of what was taking place. So he could see the battle and so he could see the goal. So he could see, see, see what was taking place right in front of him. You see, the first thing about perseverance is that you have to have a goal in mind. You have to have a good vision because when you have a good vision and a good goal, now you know why you're persevering through things. Now you know why you're, you're pushing and now you know why the, the, the push and the pain. Now those things, they have a purpose. The first point for tonight is that perseverance needs a purpose. Perseverance needs a purpose because if you're trying to persevere through something and you have no goal, you have no vision, you don't know why you're doing it, that perseverance is going to seem pointless. But when you put a purpose on your perseverance, all of a sudden, like how Moses, I can see the picture now, Moses is on top of this hill. He sees the battle happening in front of him and he's holding up his arms and he's holding up his arms and he notices that as long as his arms are up, the battle is being won, but as soon as he lowers his arms, the battle is being lost. So now he knows, now even though his arms are start, starting to struggle, he feels that, that push. He sees the goal. He sees the vision in front of him. He knows, okay, I feel pain, but there's purpose on my pain. I'm not going through this pain for no reason. I'm persevering for a reason. And so he kept his arms up because he had a goal and a vision of the battle. And we have to do the same things in our lives. We have to make sure that we are not persevering for nothing. We have to make sure that our pain has a purpose. And when you put purpose on your pain, it makes it a whole lot easier to go through things. Because now you realize that this pain isn't pointless. That this perseverance isn't pointless. That what I'm going through isn't something by accident, but it's by design. It's kind of like when you get home after a long day at work, after a long day of, of persevering, persevering and enduring, and you get home and you see your family and you see your loved ones and you wrap your arms around them and then you get reminded of, of why you do what you do. That, and you get reminded of what the goal is and what the vision is of what you do. And you get reminded that you don't work just to take up time, but you, you endure and you persevere because you want to see the best for your loved ones, because you want to make a better life for your loved ones. That's the same way. That's putting purpose on your perseverance. You see, God's promises, they're worth persevering for. That's why we have to have a vision. We have to make sure we have a goal. We have to make sure that, that there's a purpose that we're following after. Because if we are visionless, if we are goalless, the moment we feel a pushback, we're going to give up. Because we don't see the end of it. We're not striving for something. But God has promises for us. God has a purpose on our life. And we focus on, thing, on those things. I'm telling you, church family, that perseverance, you're going to get that extra push. So, And then it says in verse 12, 
Moses is on top of this hill. He's watching the battle. <clears throat> and it says that his arms are starting to give out. And it, so it says that when his arms started to give out, that they sat him down on a rock. In middle school and high school, I used to run track. I didn't really enjoy it, but it was something that I kind of had to do. I was kind of forced to do. Like if I wanted to play football, I also had to play track. Um, and so I didn't really enjoy it, but it was something that I had to do. I remember the first time um, I ran track was when I was in eighth grade. And the race I had to run was the 800 meter run. If you don't know what that is, the 800 meter run is when you run two laps around the track. So I'm not really familiar with this race. Um, I never competed it in it before and so I don't really know what to expect but just like anything I just think that if I just run as fast as I can I'm gonna win and so I remember getting to this to this race and I'm not realizing that to run to 800 you have to pace yourself because if you just do an all-out sprint you're not gonna have enough juice to end the race I had no idea of this I always my, my game plan was just to, to go all out to sprint from the from the start to the finish and hopefully I'd win and so we get to the 800 and it starts and right when they, you know, shot that gun, I took off. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sprinted, I'm going full speed and I'm running. You know, this is the first time I've ever done 800 and I'm running. I'm looking back and I, 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 and I see within the first, you know, quarter of a lap and I'm, in half the lap, I can see that I'm already four to five seconds ahead of the next person. And I'm thinking, oh, like this is gonna be easy. So I'm sprinting and I got like, the, I, I sprinted the whole first lap. I'm like, man, this is gonna be like an easy dub, an easy first place. Then all of a sudden, about after the first lap and about the quarter through the second lap, I started realizing like, oh man, I'm hurting right now. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm sprinting as fast as I can, but I'm slowing down and I'm, I'm hurting. And these guys who had this big lead on, they're, they're getting ground on me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can't blow this lead. And so I start trying to go even faster. I'm trying to go all out. And I get through about the halfway through the second lap and I'm just hurting even more. But then about three quarters through the second lap, I just break down and my body, is I don't know if anybody's running track in here or has gone to the point where you're where you can't even really pick up your legs, that your legs literally feel like cement. So I, I get to that point and and no lie, I was first, I was in first place for, for about two and three quarter quarters of the race, but then by the end I got last. Because I was trying to run, and I still remember that to this day, I'm trying to move my legs, but they're not moving. And I'm trying to sprint, but I'm not going fast. And all these guys that I passed up, they start zooming past me because now they paced themselves. And so now they're going for an all-out sprint for the final stretch. And I'm trying to go on an all-out sprint, but I exhausted all my energy from before. And before I knew it, I was in last place. But at that point, I was hurting so bad, I didn't care. I was like, I just want to finish this and get out of here because I felt like I was about to break down. And I basically walked through the last step because I was trying to run, but it was that kind of like run where you're like, can't even pick your legs up. And I just remember finishing that race and passing out. And I remember my, my coach coming up to me and saying, well, we got a few things to work on. You need to learn to pace yourself. I was just like, uh-huh. Like I was just out and, and we lost. But it reminds me of when perseverance is that perseverance is, is not a marathon. 
or perseverance is not a sprint, perseverance is a marathon. It's not something that's going to happen quickly, but it's something that's going to happen, you know, over time. You see, the second point for tonight is that perseverance takes patience. Perseverance takes patience. You have to understand that not everything is going to happen overnight. You have to understand that your marriage is not going to be transformed after one week of counseling. You have to understand that you're not going to get that six-pack abs after one session of Pilates. You have to understand that you're not going to be at the top of, of your class or the top of, of the expert in your field after listening to one podcast. That's not how it works. Matter of fact, the, the, the greatest enemy of improvement is, in, is impatience. We have to learn to be patient. We have to know that perseverance is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And for me to reach my goals, it's not going to happen like that, but it's going to happen over time, over me being consistent, over, over us taking it one step at a time and not giving up and not ceasing to stop. See, success does not belong to the powerful, but success belongs to the patient. But I like how it says in scripture, it says it sat him down, that they sat Moses down, but it says they sat Moses down on a rock. You see, there is only one type of rock that can give you rest when you feel restless, and that, and that guy's name is Jesus. So what I want to encourage y'all is that if we choose to rest in Jesus, if we choose to, to, to rest in his presence, only he is the one who can make peace in this middle of this pandemic. Only he is the one that can, in this middle of this chaos, he's the only one, he's the Christ, he's the only one who can bring a calming, consistent factor to that. I think that's why when we sit on a rock, we have to rest on Jesus. He's the only firm foundation who can deliver peace in this time of panic. You see, in the midst of chaos, Jesus is always going to be our Christ. He's the only one who's going to deliver that consistency. He's the only one who's going to calm those raging seas. You see, when we rest in Jesus, He refreshes us. When we rest in Jesus, he refreshes us. Do you know what burnout is? Burnout is trying to live inspired today based off yesterday's motivation. Let me say it again. Burnout is trying to live inspired today based off yesterday's motivation. That's what burnout is, is that you're trying to use fuel that doesn't belong to today. You need to be refreshed. You have to get that restart. See, I want to encourage you today. Maybe you are not expired. Maybe you're, you have not run down. Maybe you just need a refreshing moment from Jesus. Maybe you just need that, that heavenly father to wrap his arms around you, to make you feel comforted and confident once again. Maybe that's all you need. You don't need a whole restart. You just need a refreshment from the Holy Spirit. It says in scripture, you see, Jesus is the one that preserves us. See, Jesus is the one that preserves us so that way we may still persevere. Jesus is the one that preserves us that way we may persevere. It says in scripture that Moses climbed that mountain. He climbed to the top of that hill. But it says he didn't climb that hill alone. In fact, he had Aaron and her with them. And when Moses started to fail and when his arm started to fall, it says that they were there to lift him up. 
they were there to lift them up. The third point for tonight is that you can't persevere alone. You can't persevere alone. See, if you don't have people with you at the top of that hill, then you're going to fail on the top of that hill. You're going to lose that battle because you need people with you. You can't do this perseverance alone. You can't reach your goals alone. There's no such thing as a self-made man. Only by people helping you, only by people assisting you can you reach your goals. See, if, if you want to go quickly, it says go alone. But if you want to go far, you have to go together. See, the purpose and promise that God has on your life, it is always going to require people. But the people who you are surrounded by are going to be the people who you are supported by. And what's powerful by that is that you better make sure that the people you are surrounded by are going to be able to lift you up when you need it. It's going to be able to be there when you need it. You need to be able to look around and say, if I stumble, if I fall, are these people strong enough to lift me up? Or are they going to abandon me in my greatest time of needs? You need to be able to look around and say, are these people really able to be there for me? Are these people really able to perform under pressure when my life is in a panic? Are these people really able to be there for me? Because if they're not, then you're going to find yourself in a bad place and looking around and you're going to see that nobody's going to be able to lift you up. You have to surround yourself with good people. You have to surround yourself with somebody who, like, who, like Moses had, that when his arms were falling, they were there to lift him up. You have to have those friends that when you when you are stumbling, they're there to, to help you along the way. That when you feel like you don't have it, they're there to encourage you. They're there to tell you to keep on going, to not give up, to focus on your goals, to focus on your vision, to not let one failure or one mistake stop you from accomplishing the purposes on your life. Now you might be saying, well, well Caleb, I, I just don't feel like I have people around me. I, I, I don't feel like I have anybody around me. I don't feel like uh, the, I don't have anybody I can rely on. But I want to encourage you with this, that if you make Jesus your number one companion, he will supply you with the companions that you need. That if you make Jesus at the top of your relationship, then he's going to make all those other relationships fall in order. So if you're saying, Caleb, I have nobody around me, and that's telling me that you don't have Jesus on top number one. Because if you have Jesus number one in your relationships, he's going to make all the relationships fall into place. If you make Jesus number one every day, then he's going to make sure that the people who surround you are going to be the people who support you. Because when you put Jesus at the top, everything else falls into order and, every, and Jesus will take care of the rest. I want to close out this talk um, with, with this quote by Charles Spurgeon. He's a, he's a well-known theologist and he's somebody who has a, such a unique um, mindset about the Word of God. But he said this about perseverance. He said, it is by perseverance that the snail reached the ark. I want to close with this thought. To persevere is not to always be perfect, but is to always be pushing. To persevere doesn't mean to always be perfect, but it means to always make sure that you're pushing. You see, it says in Proverbs 24, 16, that a righteous man falls seven times, but it says he rises again. 
So what that says to me is that perseverance isn't about perfection. Perseverance isn't about doing everything that's right. Perseverance isn't about making sure that you make no mistakes, that you have no failures. Perseverance is all about not if you fail, but if you get back up. That's the thing that we have to make sure that we do, that no matter what life throws at us, no matter how many stumbles we make, how many mistakes the enemy tries to convince us of, we always get back up. We always stand up to our feet because the enemy's always going to try to remind you of your failures. He's always going to try to remind you of your mistakes, but you could remind him that, hey, I don't have to be perfect. Because I have a perfect God on the inside of me. And as long as Jesus is on the inside of me, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to make sure I get back up again. I just have to make sure that I turn myself towards Jesus. And if I keep on doing that, I'm going to persevere through this problem. I'm going to make my way to this goal, to this promise. I'm telling you, church family, don't let your mistakes hold you back. Don't let your failures remind you of, of what you can't do. Just get back up your feet. Make sure that you rise again like it says in Proverbs. Because if you rise again and you fall after Jesus, you're always going to see the end goal that he has for you. See, we have to pray to Jesus. We have to make sure that Jesus gives us strength. We have to make sure that, that all our, our being and our leaning on is on our Savior. Because if we do that, then we're always going to have the strength to give back up. If we're leaning on Jesus, if we're looking towards Jesus, we're always going to have that inspiration to get back up. Before we close out tonight, I want to say this prayer, and the prayer is, is steered towards this, is that I want us to pray for strength tonight. I want us to pray for boldness tonight. I want us to pray for an inspiration to get back up. Because a lot of us tonight might feel like we've failed, might feel like we're down, might feel like we've done too much wrong to do right again. But I want to remind y'all, Jesus wants to remind y'all, the Holy Spirit wants to refresh you tonight and let you know that you can get back up, to let you know to keep on going, to let you know to get back on that idea, to get back to pursuing that goal, to get back and, and looking for that relationship that can, that, that the one that you're looking for, to get to remind you of who you you are. Let's pray tonight, church family. Father, we thank you that you strengthen us tonight. We thank you, Father, that you have given us endurance, that you're giving us persistence, that you're reminding us of our identity, that you're reminding us of who we are, Father. So that way we can chase after the goals that you've given us. That way we can pursue the promises on the in front of us, Father, that no mistake, no failure, God, no stumble, God, can keep us down. That as long as we get up, Father, we can always follow after our goals. We can always follow after after you, Jesus. So right now, Father, we pray for boldness. We pray for inspiration. God, we pray for the strength that only your spirit provides, Father. Right now, God, all this, God, unforgiveness, Father, all this, God, the stuff that feels like it's holding us down, God, these insecurities, Father, we speak against them right now, that failures aren't going to hold us down no longer, Father, but by your spirit, we get back up, that by your son, we get back up. And Father, we can pursue after the promises that you have on the inside of us, Father. And we're not going to stop, God, until we fulfill our purpose in you. We love you, Jesus. Strengthen us, Jesus, tonight. In the name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit Riverside Church tx.com